Hey, welcome back to another edition of the Five Tool Podcast. I'm Dust McComas, joined once again, as always, by Drew Bishop. And we've got the whole Five Tool GPA, academic, general manager, coaching staff. We've got everybody on the podcast today because Ryan Brewer is hopping on the podcast with us as well. Uh, made a trip up to Oklahoma recently. Recently, We're going to talk about some players that he saw. And you're making another trip too, right? Noble has a tournament that you're heading up to pretty soon here. Yeah, the uh, the Rock Rose Classic starting on uh, Thursday. I guess that's tomorrow. So I'm going to head up tomorrow and catch four games and swing back home to Dallas for the weekend, hopefully try to catch some of my kids' games on TV and, and hit the road again next week at some point. Nice, nice. So you're uh, heading up, making some Oklahoma trips, seeing some really good players, and uh, there's a couple familiar names on the list for sure looking through your notes, but – uh, do we need to warn the listeners about the dogs? Are are the are we going to have appearance from the dogs or are the dogs? Because <laughs> I know it's prime I, I, I time. To, I, I, it's prime fetch yeah. time. Hey, long story short, I got carpet people coming over to do some work, and and once the dogs hear them pull up, it's going to be out of control. So I I childproof a room <laughs> upstairs that doesn't lock. So uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. Hey, you I, never know. So stay on your toes. Our man, our man Buck is always welcome on the show. Yeah, Buck, Buck just wants to play fetch. He doesn't care. Yeah. <laughs> well, if, if Buck makes an appearance, that's fine. Maybe we'll get us a, a sponsorship out of it. But uh, well, Brew, first off, um, well, let's start with the team that that we're familiar with coming out of the Five Tool Festival. Um, is is Deer Creek uh, a team that we had some notes on from our event that stood out? Um, some familiar names off there and. Uh, um, Ashton Hartwig actually made our top 10 plays of the week um, because he hit a homer off of off of Owen Hall. And uh, anytime you're hitting a homer off that kind of an arm, um, that's a that's a pretty big deal. You bet. I ran up and watched uh, Deer Creek and Edmund North play on Monday. Oklahoma does it a little bit different. And uh, they play district games on Monday, Tuesdays. Mm-hmm. And then they have tournaments or festivals on the weekend. Uh, but it's not like Texas. It's not where you play tournaments only for three weeks in a row. These guys go Monday, Tuesday district, and then tournaments on the weekend, and it's throughout the entire year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's a little, little bit of a different deal, but but as I talked to some of the coaches, it gives them opportunities to uh, to, to get some of those younger kids in games. Um, yeah. Obviously, you got to rest some arms. You got to rest some uh, – you got to rest your catcher. So, it, it's, it's a cool deal because you see a lot of different lineups on the weekend. And, uh, you know, you might be going in to see a guy play, and and, and he's getting a breather that game. And that's just the way they do it. And uh, it, it's a pretty neat deal. I, I tell you what, it, it's – 40 something games crammed in there, you know, in a short period of time, but, uh, you know, big rosters, a lot of different kids, uh, a lot of different grades getting after it. Mm. Um, obviously the coaches have to, to really know what's going on with their freshmen and their JV teams and be really involved with, uh, with all three teams at this point. Um, but I did run up and catch a district game on Monday, uh, Edmund North, uh, beat Deer Creek three to one in a battle. And, uh, when I pulled up, the flags were blowing straight up at about 40 miles an hour. So I'm going, this is this is going to be a really long game, a 12 to 10 game, or it's going to be a weird two to one game. And it ended up being a three to one game. I mean, with both guys on the mound, um, you know, it was 
you know, first inning, we're sacrificed bunting, and I'm like, well, what's going on here? The wind's blowing out, you know, yeah. let them rip. Yeah. But then you see the, the, the guys that are throwing, mm-hmm. and you're like, man. So it, it was kind of a, a, a different feel for a game, uh, definitely intense game. I mean, you get up there in Oklahoma, and, and everybody's got an arm or two. Yeah. You know? right. So, um, but, you know, like I said, we saw Deer Creek, um, you know, Ashton got into one um, and, and hammered it pretty good. You know, he's a good runner, strong arm. Um, you know, he, he, he's a guy, he, he's going to be good. And like I said, getting one off of Owen, Hall, Owen Hall is, is pretty impressive. Yeah. It's not it easy. Matter, yeah. Whatever it is. Um, Brady Hamilton to me, he was lights out. Um, yeah. You know, we, yeah. we saw him. We saw him at our festival early in the spring. Mm-hmm. That dude competes, and yes. and the biggest thing he did on Monday is he threw strike one, and he got after it. You know, he he went right at the hitters, um, and you know, and then and then once he got to the hitter, you know, he 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 throws a good changeup and a good slider. You know, he's just not a fastball breaking ball guy, yeah. so he can pitch a little bit. I think he ended up with twelve punch outs in six innings, three hits. And he only gave up one earned runs. But let me tell you, yeah. he he got after it early. His command was locked in. Um, he, he's going to do some big things. And, and there's more in that arm. He, he's, you know, it was a cold night. It was windy, 87. You know, he was 87, 89 miles an hour. Uh, I, I bet you by the spring, when it warms up a little bit, by the end of the spring, you know, there's going to be some 91s, 92s mm-hmm. jumping in there pretty, pretty yeah, well. I think we had it. We had him 89, 92 when he pitched against Heath. So we, yeah. we've seen we've seen the ninety two in there, and he he also had a, a walk off hit um, against Conway in the first game of the festival. So yeah, dude, he's he's a big time performer on both sides of the ball. Yeah, um, Jake Jake Ludden have a couple hits, and then when I saw Deer Creek play this weekend against uh, against Owasso, um, Logan Hendricks got up on the mound, competed. Um, I think he held a Wasso scoreless through five. And I mean, mm. you know, it, it, it's, it's lower to mid eighties, but this dude could pitch, mm-hmm. um, yeah. you know, and, and it, it seems to me, which was cool is, is his teammates absolutely love it when he's up on the mound doing what he does. I mean, they are, they are loud. They get behind him. Deer Creek's always loud in the dugout. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, and he also had a, had a good, uh, you know, he, he faced a really good left-hander who we'll talk about here in a little bit from Owasso. And and um, he threw a breaking ball, and I'm like, whew, that's pretty good. You know, go back to that thing, lights out. And Logan stayed right in there, went with the pitch. It, it was pretty impressive. Um, yeah, I, li- I liked it. I saw him against Southlake um, in their final yeah. game at the festival. And legit two-way talent, man. A good athlete, good competitor. Got on the mound, three strikes, got in the box, took some really good swings. Um. What about, sure, what about sure. what about uh, Jake um, Knox at, at, at Edmund North? Um, I know Cisco's got to be pretty excited about him. Yeah, I mean, he he was the MVP of that game. Um, you know, hit a two-run home run, threw two guys out. Um, big time, con- you know, just controlling the game. Um, loves to talk. Um, you know, ha, ha, where's where's the headband and all of it? You know, he's in, he's <laughs> ready it. to go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, the Deer Creek uh, student section was on him pretty good about <laughs> about about the mullet and all that stuff. Oh he, yeah, hey, headband and mullet. Now we're headband yeah, and mullet. This. You can't go wrong with that. But he, yeah, uh, yeah, he 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 was impressive, and uh, you know, 
you never want to say anybody lacks ability. I mean, he, he's he's a good player, and he's going to have a chance to, to go somewhere a lot, you know, once he leaves Cisco. Um, but the dude gets after it, you know, and and he he's gonna he's gonna do the little things to make him better and to make his entire team better for sure. Yeah, yeah, that's what that's what you expect out of that senior catcher, and and if you get that leadership, it, it plays it plays big for those teams like that that have them. I I I saw the catch that Spencer Biggerstaff made um, coming in from center field. That was he came a long way for that, and you know. Man, Bruce got it on on video, so I think that makes me the worst of of the three of us on the video. <laughs> well, well I, I think it was a questionable catch, but he rolled it and picked it up, and and if it popped out of his glove or not, that's still debatable. Um, <laughs> but hey, another. He, go ahead, go ahead. He 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 went a long way. I like where he where he ended up. I, I was surprised the second baseman didn't catch it. But. Oh well, I mean the wind was you know the wind was. Yeah, throwing everybody. Your first step was not going to be your first step, you know. Right that night, type of deal. Um, but yeah, I mean, he he, you know, obviously plays a really really good center field, and then and then he came in and got to save. And uh, you know, he was eighty one, eighty three. You know, he probably popped a little bit better in there. Um, just when I didn't have have the pocket radar up, but uh, a big time breaking ball, and uh, you know that difference between him and Owen Hall, uh, you know, you got the you got the hard throwing right hander that can yep. spin it, and then you bring in the left hander who just pounds the zone. It's uh, that's that's a tough matchup. That can make yeah. coaches look pretty smart when you're when you're following the the big old righty with the premium velo with the with the lefties. You got the big old curveball or the breaking ball drop in there. And, and as scientific proof, I'll go back to my third grade science fair project where my whole goal was to figure out what's harder to do: go from hard to soft or soft to hard as a hitter. And Pretty pretty conclusive findings that going from hard to soft is going to be a, a a tougher matchup. So, you know, if you're if you're looking for scientific proof, we can go back to let's see, that would have been 1993 uh, Lakewood Elementary Science Fair. Um, did you win? Proof of that. Yeah. Did you get a ribbon? Did you did you win? <sighs> no, I don't think so. Okay, well, then, yeah. If you don't remember, hey, my, then you probably didn't. The ne- hey, the next year, I I tested all the fast food burgers and my my favorite. <laughs> of course, my you favorite. did. <laughs> yeah. So, real, real. Did you did you test how they guy. taste the the with the quickness that you eat them? The faster you eat them, the better they taste. Because that'd be that, right that up your alley. That is one of the most unbelievable things I've ever seen is watching Drew Bishop eat. <laughs> yeah. Well. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's, we're, we're started we're early. Off. We're off the rails already. All uh, right, back to Oklahoma baseball. Yeah, Brew, you, te- you teased uh, a lefty from Owasso. And, I, I mean, they, when I think of schools in Oklahoma that usually have arms, that's usually one of the first ones I think of is those guys. Oh, sure, sure. Um, you know, the first guy I saw was was Jackson Farrell. And I, and I saw him last year, you know, and he's 86, 88. And, again, it, it, it's a weekend. And, um, you know, for, for those guys, I don't want to say a game's not important, but obviously dis- district matchups are huge mm. for the seeding and, and all that stuff for the playoffs. Hey, he, he was up there, and it was easy. It, it looked like he was throwing a bullpen type of deal. And, um, you know, it's a little bit dark in this room here. Um, he actually swung it pretty good, too. Hits in the two-hole for him, but, but definitely a command guy. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it's crazy nowadays. You talk about a kid in high school who's yeah. a junior, eighty eight, being a command guy. Yeah. <laughs> he's a command guy. Yeah. Um, but you know, a lot of times you don't see this. What really stood out for me is his three diff, his three pitches have three distinct speeds. You know, a lot of yeah. times guy will go fastball, curveball, changeup, and that curveball changeup are, are pretty close in the in the same you know velocity range. Where it, he had you know three different levels of his pitches and he he could throw them at any count. You know, I'm a, I, I love, you know, the old sayings of, you know, Hey, if you throw a three, one, you might as well throw it three, two type of stuff. And, and um, I think Jackson could get up there. He could throw his breaking ball three, one and three, two, and he, he could do the same thing with his changeup. But um, you know, I, I don't care if you're Arkansas, Vanderbilt, Texas, whoever it is, um, you, you got to have left-handers that can come in and out of the bullpen or even start mm-hmm. for yep. you. How many times have you had left-handers pitching on the weekends that are 86, 81 in power yeah. five conferences? You know, I mean, th- yeah. those guys just win and uh, he knows how to pitch and he's a junior in high school. You know, he's not learning it as a freshman or sophomore in college. So he he's going to be, uh, I mean, he he's going to be a guy that I think has a chance to pitch right away at the college level. Yeah. yeah, those guys are so valuable. You, even the you go to the high, high major D ones like Arkansas. I mean, they have guys like that uh, that could come in and throw strikes from the left side. Um, Luke Williams, another 2024. I'm big for for Owasso heading to Oklahoma. Um, probably looked like a little bit more on on the velocity side. Um, racked up some strikeouts in that appearance. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, he was. 87 89 consistently again i'm sure there was some 90 pluses in there um stayed fastball heavy first couple innings and and then decided to come out with a with a pretty nasty slider um you know i think it's something as he gets a little bit older he'll shorten it up and maybe throw it a little bit harder but it's it, it was it's a power pitch for him mm-hmm. and um you know he he's a guy he was coming at you with power and he might throw one you know, two feet over the the catcher's head about every 12th or 13th pitch. But for a guy like that, sometimes that's okay. You yeah. Know? yeah. Um, you know, and, and he, he hits in the middle of the lineup. Um, you know, I obviously don't know what skipping those guys at OU are thinking, but I mean, he, he's got a chance, you know, plays a really, really good center field. Um, he, um, you know, there's some juice in his bat as well, you know, so, it, you know, he might have that chance, you know, to be kind of a two-way guy both ways, you know, up there, up in Norman. So, uh, but I really liked him, really liked his competitiveness. Um, you know, I was talking about Deer Creek and, and Owasso, you know, Deer Creek, they're, they're in it, they're loud, they're in the mm-hmm. dugout. Um, and one of the, one of the best moments, you know, we go to so many games. It's 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 not necessarily things that happen in the game that stand out. But but one of the kids for Deer Creek was just having a big time at bat and fouling off two strike pitches, and the dugout was going absolutely nuts <laughs> every time. Every, I mean, it's awesome. They're in the yeah. game, you know, and, and it, yeah. it's not nothing geared towards the other team, but they're they're in it. Where you look across uh, the field in the Owasso dugout, and it's business like. I mean, they got a director of operations on their staff over there. It's oh, whoa! Like watch, yeah, it's almost like watching a college team over there get after it. So, that that was a fun matchup um, over at Jinx on on Friday for sure. Yeah, uh, when I was scrolling through some of the the coverage um, and the really good video, again, I'll I'll give you that. Um, Cooper Auschwitz 
uh, from Owasso was a guy that really intrigued me from an athletic standpoint. Um, you know, it's to me, when I watch these guys, I like to see how, I mean, the swing, obviously, but just watching him get out of the box and how they, how they make turns around the bases. And I know he's a big time football player, good looking athlete. Um, talk a little bit about him. Cause I, I, I was really intrigued by him. You know, he was one of those guys you kind of look over and you look on deck and you're like, who is this guy? Yeah. Like this, look, this looks right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he, he he didn't have a ton of hits in the two games that I saw, but but he about killed the third base coach three or four times. <laughs> you know, um, a lot of his outs were really really loud. Um, you know, he, he's a young kid, probably yeah. chasing pitches. He norm, you know, he won't chase in the next couple of years. But uh, you know, one thing you know that Drew talked about getting out of the box. You know, he can run, and. Uh, it, he, he he's not a wide receiver running. It's more like a linebacker. There's some there's some fierceness when he runs. It's aggressive running, and yeah. uh, you know it's one of those ones. I know I know you got to slide straight into the bag, but I guarantee you, the shortstop second baseman is going to know who's coming down the line. When <laughs> yeah, he's they're going to feel sure. it coming, yeah. and that's part of the game. I mean, yeah. it happens. So yeah, um, but yeah, that it's uh it's going to be very to see what happens with him knowing, you know, he, he's ranked both on the offense and defensive side of the football. Um, you know, what, what is he going to do, you know, in the next few years of baseball? It's, 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 it's an impressive athlete for sure. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, for me at the, at the high school level, I, the toughest position to evaluate is typically catcher. And part of that's because you don't get to see, catchers catch stuff all the time and you know it sounds like Baylor Corbin and Owasso who said in the Fort Scott like he gets to catch some dudes and, and understands how to control those guys how to work with them how to get the most out of his arms on that staff yeah he caught both ends of doubleheader and you know you went from Jackson who's just just pounding the glove you know to to Luke who, who's going to get after a little bit his slider's going to you know, bite in at some hitters' feet, but but Baylor was hey number one, great, good body. He's he's durable. Um, you know, definitely controls the game. He he's very vocal in the dugout. Um, you know, not extremely vocal, but but he's meeting with his pitchers as he's going off. You know, as they're going into the dugout in between innings. Um, you know, swung the bat pretty well. Um, you know, he's going to be an RBI guy. He's following a bunch of guys that are going to get on base. So, you know, he, he's going to have – he should have some big RBI numbers rack up by the end of the year. But but you're definitely right. He He's a guy um, that's going to go to Fort Scott, and it's not going to face him, you know, seeing some college arms because he, he's catching college arms probably almost every single day that they play. Yeah, right. that's such an yeah. advantage for those guys as they move up in competition. Yeah, and talk, talking about an, another 2023 catcher, I know you saw Jinx. Uh, I was really intrigued by Logan Tibbet. Um, I, man, I looked like from some of the footage that he can really catch and throw. Uh, I know he hit a home run, had a double as well. Uh, what did you see from him? Yeah. Uh... He looks he looks like a big league catcher. I mean, he's 6'3", 190. I'm not saying he plays like a big league catcher, but man, he looks the part. Um, you know, I, I think definitely for Amarillo College, to me that this could be a steal, and he 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 might be at Amarillo for one year and gone. I mean, he's gonna you know if he stays healthy and keeps progressing, um, he he's gonna be a big recruit out of out of junior college for sure. Um, yeah. You know. I think he went, you know, pull side home run, oppo double. 
Um, he, yeah, he's got a chance. So, I mean, there's, there's, you know, he's another guy you look on deck and you're like, good Lord. Why did I look like this when I was in high school? You know, <laughs> or, like, or now. Yeah. Or now, right. Yeah. yeah. Like, let's go. So, yeah. um, but you know, that, that entire jinx team is physical. They're, they're going to put some runs up on the board for sure. Yeah, I was going to say yeah. Jet Kalmus, you know, fits that mold as well. 2024, um, you know, another physical football player. Um, another linebacker. I think they're yeah, another linebacker. Like, yeah, yeah. And, and then Ty Walls as well. Uh, different different type of athlete, but another football guy. I mean, it seems like they've got some physicality and a lot of athleticism on that team, and those two guys are a part of it. You know, I – Ty Walls is, you know, and I've already talked to uh, some schools, you know, they knew I was up in Oklahoma and gotten some phone calls. You know, he's uncommitted and he's hmm. their start shortstop. Now, I didn't get to see him play shortstop, but I saw him get up on the mound. I mean, you got to be a pretty good athlete to get on the mound and throw a complete game and compete. And, Absolutely. You know, yeah. beat, beat the mid 80s. Uh, but he he swung it, got three hits. Um, you know, he could run a little bit. Um, I mean, more than a little bit, you know, he's, he's got some options, I think, to uh, go play wide receiver in college. Um, but this is definitely a guy that might be a, be a pretty good late pop for somebody. Mm-hmm. And I just like the way he competed. And, uh, you know, most of the time you get football, baseball player, one thing they're going to be able to do is they're going to be able to compete. Yeah. 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 And, well, it looked like too Tanner Primo is another one, you know, I, I saw in your notes that you had him uh, listed as their, as their top arm, uh, big physical uh, left-handed pitcher and hitter. Yes. Yeah. I think he was listed at six, six. I talked to the coach after the game, you know, he's was up to 91. Um, you know, looks like he, he has control of that big body. You know, he, he was just barrel after barrel after barrel that game. Um, definitely a kid that likes to smile and have fun when he plays. So you're typical, typical left-hander, uh, <laughs> you know, but, uh, he, he, he was smiling in the batter's box in the dugout. He was <laughs> so much fun. Uh, but yeah, he's definitely, uh, uh, an arm. I'm sure there's quite a few guys talking to, and, and I don't know, maybe they're waiting to see that next jump who knows. Uh, but definitely one, I want to run back up and, and see him throw at some point this spring. Yeah. yeah it's sticking with the theme of, uh, of, of physical linebackers and, and talented catchers with some pots. Sounds like Westmore's, um, Tanner Falwell, um, has definitely been swinging it this year and just another strong physical athlete, you know, right-handed hitter with some juice and, and holding his bone back there at the catcher position. You know what? I didn't get to see him catch. I think he played first base. They, they have uh Connor Carvnar, who's another, uh, 2024 catcher who, who actually, he, he showed well. So I'm assuming those guys are splitting time back there. Good um, luxury got, to have. Yeah. I only got to see Westmore. Uh, play once but yeah Tanner Tanner got in the box and and uh, you know he, he, he yeah there there's some juice in there I think that was his fifth home run of, of the year already that Ooh. he hit and yeah. it's 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 bat speed and it's strong hands strong wrist um, you know high-waisted kid um, I definitely would not want to get hit by him on the football field <laughs> sure but um, you know he's definitely one this summer that we'll see play quite a bit and uh, it's 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 really good yeah yeah uh, you know from an athletic standpoint i know i know you saw more play um and jay sean sykes uh was an athlete that that kind of caught my eye 
Um, I know you made notes that he was he was a good defender, looked good, um, looked good on the infield. Uh, I know last year he had a big year as a sophomore. I think he ended up hitting four thirty three um, with some extra base hits and some stolen bases as well. Yeah, really good in and out. Um, you know, great actions. Um, you know, I think he only, you know, is a five inning game. Uh, you know, Jinx put it to more a little bit and and uh, the game got out of hand. And, you know, he he had an A B where he turned a drag and and he kind of popped it up to the pitcher. Um, but yeah, you you just look at him, look at him take in and out, watch him run in and off in in and out off the field. Um, yeah, he, he, he's a player and it looks like he, he's going to stay in the middle, you know, as, as he progresses to play college baseball, but definitely one that, um, you know, I, I, I want to see more, you know, you only got to see those guys play for five innings, but he's going to, you want to see more, 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 see more of more. And with all the West more, I'm going to see Southmore play this weekend. I'm going to, I'm sure I'll get a roster mixed up. There's, there's, <laughs> more well, it's like me. I kept wanting to call Deer Creek, Deer Park, the Houston in me. Like, yes. You know, so yeah, if I guess if you just say something more, you'll, you'll get it. I'll probably have a 50% chance of getting it right up there, but Speaking of them, uh, Colby Mann, probably a guy that, um, you know, I love guys that, like, want to put the bat in motion, you know? Like, like put it in motion. If you got some bat speed, if you got some hitting talent, let's show it. You know, should be a guy that uh, potentially gets it on the radar of some programs this senior year. Oh, for sure. Like, he, he got out twice, but they were absolute missiles. And uh, I, I put on my notes, he, he were, you know, Ty Coleman, um, you know, at the DH for Tech, um, who has no problem only being a DH. He loves being a DH. Um, that, that's who Colby reminded me of because he just got in the box and it's like, ooh, this guy looks like he's going to hit. And he he loves to swing the bat. So expect some pretty big numbers, and I'm, I'm sure there's going to be, um, you know, quite a few home runs hit with by him this year. A little, a little bit of trivia. Moore, who is the most famous person from Moore? Moore, mm-hmm. Oklahoma? Yeah. I don't know. I grew up in Texas. I didn't really care about Oklahoma that much until, <laughs> until now. So, and I love it. Is I love like, is this like now. twist? Is this like twister trivia or something like that? Yeah. Wasn't more? No. Twi- no, more wasn't in. Twister, well, I don't think that. The, no, they, they had the famous tornado a few years back, but Toby Keith is from. Oh, oh, interesting. Yeah. 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 Just, yeah. just full of the nuggets today. Yes. Well, you know, we played in Oklahoma. Maybe City we'll get some more year. nuggets later. <laughs> I know Coy will. Oh god. It's swimming. You, it, it, yeah. Post, you, it's post swimming chicken nuggets every every yeah, Wednesday. It, you don't eat them all, but uh well brew man, these these are great. Um it's awesome video. Again, if you've missed any of this, go to um Five Tool Oklahoma. Um and then obviously go to fivetool.org and, and check out all of our coverage um with the Oklahoma guys. But anything you want to wrap us up with? I know you got some carpet people on the way. You got some dogs that want to play some fetch and uh we'll, we'll try to get you out of here. No, we're I'm just looking forward uh to, to getting up to Noble tomorrow. I'm gonna to see Noble, Midwest City, Norman and McAllister, Choctaw, Bishop Kelly, and and Duncan and Southmore. So Man, you're gonna have the I'm whole state drive. covered in about two weeks. Uh, well you, you gotta work a little bit. I don't know what you guys <laughs> <can do that. laughs> 
Uh, but no, I'm, I'm going to run up. I'm going to watch four games and, I, and I'm going to run back home. And, and, uh, so this will probably be a seven or eight coffee day. That's kind of how I judge my time. Okay. Um, so, you know, a lot of coffee tomorrow, but I'm excited to see these guys play. I haven't seen any, any of these teams play and, you know, I got to see a few of them last year and, and there's a few kids from Choctaw, uh, that were young last year that, that I'm, I'm excited to see this year. So, uh, it'll be fun. Hopefully, uh, Hopefully the the storms will wait till later on in the evening, Thursday night, Friday morning. But uh, we'll get up there and get them covered. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for hopping on and, and giving us some time and giving us some insight. And uh, I guess if if you're in the state of Oklahoma and you're at a convenience store, look out for Brew jumping in there, getting a coffee, and, and and head to the next game. Dustin, there are Dutch brothers up there. You know, I'm oh! not a big Dutch brother. I, I saw a couple hey. in Tulsa this weekend. So now we're talking. Hey, hey, let me one. let me t- let me tell you the drive from Tulsa because then I ran over to watch my son play a doubleheader in Little Rock on Saturday. Hey, that that outside of Tulsa, Northwest Arkansas, that, that is beautiful. Um, I, I'm trying to drive and I'm googling rivers and what fish are running in them and all that <laughs> stuff. I finally had I finally had to put my phone down and like I just got to get somewhere safe. Yeah, so, yeah. But all right, I'll check in with you guys in a couple weeks. Awesome, right, bro. Appreciate, Appreciate it. Dropping on for us. All right, see, see ya. ya. See ya. That was Ryan Brewer joining us and giving us some uh, some insight from Oklahoma. Uh, Drew and I got some games from uh, from the state of Texas to run through, but um, let's start first with you know I, I know that you spent some time, um, sometime a lot of time at Melissa this past weekend for the. Uh, the Southwest Homeschool Classic, um, a ton of great coverage from that event. Uh, again, if you missed any of that, go to fivetool.org. It's 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 all over the place on there, um, and then you can go to our our Five Tool Texas accounts and the Five Tool main account, and um, I think we got a hashtag too for for all that uh, all that homeschool coverage from that. Um, but I know that you published a story uh, up on Five Tool yesterday with six guys that caught your attention, um, and like. Yeah, this is something that we've talked about not on a podcast before, but just as a as a five tool staff and stuff. Like the talent at the homeschool level is is increasing. You know, I feel like you know a decade ago you would have been like, there's, you know, there's there's not really much much to see. But now with you know with COVID and everything else and, and yeah. things like that, um, there's a legitimate talent at that level, it, including several guys that are that are committed places, but. Um, I know you got some notes on those guys that that caught your attention, and we can start there. Yeah, I mean the the first thing, I mean, there's some definite D1 talent out there this past weekend for sure. Um, like you mentioned, a number of kids that are committed to D1s or JUCO playing in the event, and and definitely some younger ones that will at some point as well. Um, I was I was impressed with the level of play. Um, you know, just it was a fun event. You know, it, the teams were into it. Um, you know, I got a chance to talk to some of the parents, you know, cause I'm, I'm, I'm just fascinated to, to understand the, the inner workings of, of how the homeschool thing works. And, you know, and one of the parents I talked to, you know, he's shared with me that, you know, I guess before COVID I think in the state of Texas, there were around 400,000 homeschool kids. And now that number is upwards of 800,000. Wow. So it, it makes sense that the, the baseball is improving. Uh, I mean, we had, several teams that had guys that are going to play college baseball. Um, and that stuck out to me. And, um, it, and there were a lot of young ones too. It wasn't just, it wasn't just the older guys. Um, but you know, this is something that people are going to start p- having to pay a lot more attention to because, 
um, these guys can compete and they play yeah. hard. And, um, you know, it's, it, it's an interesting concept. You know, I know, I think it's going to become more and more prevalent, you know, over the next, you know, five to 10 years for sure. And that's only going to improve the baseball. So, you know, an event we, we definitely enjoyed covering, um, you know, I, I, I did a piece yesterday on, uh, six guys that really stood out to me. Uh, I was bouncing around, so I didn't get to see everyone the same amount. Um, so I know I'll miss some people, but, uh, a couple of guys that stuck out to me, um, the, the Taka storm team that won, um, is really, really good from top to bottom. Uh, obviously one of the headliners, Clayton Bulkema, uh, committed to Texas 2024, um, plays a lot of outfield. Um, I think at the next level he'll play, he could play the corner outfield or first base, but he just barrels up everything and hits it hard. Um, and for a young power hitter like him, I thought he was pretty patient. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, everyone knows who he is because when, you know, like Brewer's talking about having energy, there's no doubt who brings the energy and, and gets that team going, but you can tell he loves playing the game. Um, a lot of barrels takes the ball the other way. Uh, Owen Lawson. Um, I know he plays for Doolin's in the summer, but, uh, right-handed pitcher, he struck out 15 batters. Wow. Um, in a six inning game. Um, so okay. <laughs> the, uh, my math tells me that's 15 out of 18 outs, uh-huh. uh, did not allow a ball out of the infield. Um, just really pitched and moved this basketball around and competed. And before you know it, the game was over, uh, <laughs> but just a dominant perform- performance from Owen. I really like what I saw from him. He looks competitive. He repeats, um, really good player, good athlete plays outfield as well. Uh, Tim Lopez had the big grand slam um, in the uh, in the championship game um, as, as they beat the San Antonio Wolverines. Um, but the Thesa Riders, uh, another one of the guys that I highlighted, Aiden McNulty. Um, this guy can he just hits. Um, mm-hmm. He's a hitter. And, you know, some of their games were close. Some of their games were a little lopsided. Uh, but the one constant was that he barreled everything. That was the thing, you know, for a young, he's 2025 outfielder and pitcher, uh, you know, for, for some of those young hitters, you know, there, there's a tendency to get bored when you're up in a game like that, but man, he just kept hitting, hit the ball where it was pitched, ran the base as well. Um, there's some twitchiness there. Um, he's, he's going to have a chance to play division one baseball for sure. Uh, Shiloh Calloway, uh, pot had some base hits on, on the weekend. Um, I like, like what I saw from him. Sam Pemberton, the other catcher on that Thesa team, he's a 2024 guy. Uh, liked what I saw from him. Uh, he can swing it a little bit, and he he handles the ball behind the plate really well too. And then an uncommitted senior, Treston Roan, is, I mean, possibly the most physical specimen in the whole event. Um, big mm-hmm. kid, hit a home run. I think he hurt his hamstring early, so he was a little bit um, sidelined by that. But um, there, there's some physical tools there for sure. Um, the HSAA angels, um, probably the best stuff that I saw on the mound, uh, overall was from Sam girth. Um, oh, yeah. he, threw, he was 89, 92 touched a 93 and it was not straight. Like mm-hmm. it was running downhill hard. Um, I mean, like he got some swings like that you typically see from changeups, like guys swinging over it and like spinning themselves into, into the ground. Um, I mean, just a a power fastball with some downward angle 
uh, a quick little late slider um, committed to Navarro. He, man, he, he's got a future on the mound for sure. Big physical uh, righty. Uh, I really liked what I saw from him. Uh, 2025 left-handed hitter, Roy Blakeman. Um, he had a good event, uh, had a number of hits. Uh, uh, the Austin Texans, one of the guys that I wrote about, Sebastian Arrowis, or is that's why I'm going to go with Arrowis. So Sebastian, I apologize if I butchered that, but uh, shortstop, uh, 23 shortstop, committed to Temple Junior College. Um, man, I really liked his actions at short, and uh, just I, you know, one of my first things that I watched when I'm looking at infielders is the way they throw um, and the way they catch the ball and handle the ball. Obviously it's a big part of playing on the infield, but he just had a natural feel for throwing and timing. Um, and it just, he looks the part and, you know, he may end up getting a lot bigger to where he has to go to third. And if he's over at third base, like to me, he's going to profile as an elite defender over there. Uh, but had some gap power, um, uh, had some extra base hits, but really impressed with him. Um, and he, he's got some room to get stronger. Uh, and he's going to have a chance to be a D1 player for sure, in my mind. Um, the Oklahoma City Broncos, so touching on some of Brewers guys up in the Oklahoma area. But Austin Parker was one that I wrote about that really stood out. Um, left-handed hitter can really hit. Uh, but I really liked him on the mound, too. Uh, he was 86, 89, um, and threw a really good changeup. I mean, I think that was one of the things that I was impressed with. You know, it's it's tough sometimes for these guys that can blow it by you at the high school level to give in to throwing a changeup. Yeah. You know, because in some circumstances, that's the only thing another team might be able to catch up to. But he wasn't afraid to keep throwing that changeup, um, including some right on right changeups that, I mean, that's one of my favorite pitches in baseball. Mm-hmm. Um, and he threw some good ones. Uh, Evan Hurd uh, played shortstop, made a good defensive play that I saw. Um, had some hits on the weekend. Luke Johnston uh, had some hits as well uh, for the Broncos, but good physical team. Um, I liked watching them play. Um, Olsen Waldorf, 2024 corner infielder from the West Houston Thunder. Um, he barreled up some balls against some some of the better pitching that I saw on the event. So I, I was impressed by him. And then the team that ended up making it to the finals against the Storm was the uh, San Antonio Wolverines. And Christian Teets, uh, middle infielder, played second base, can really run, um, took some good swings at the plate, got on base. Um, and then Jan Rios, uh, 23, middle infielder, I really like the way he played. Like, I just, his actions in the middle were good. He racked up some hits. Like, if you scroll through their Twitter, you're going to see his name pop up a lot. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, over the course of the weekend, I was really impressed with the baseball. Um you know, I, it was, it, I, I'd seen some of the, some of the teams earlier in the year in the private school classic. Um, so I knew what to expect from a few of them, but man, there were some teams that I was not familiar with going into it and they're going to be worth following over the next couple of years because of the level of talent up and down yeah. the roster. Um, but it was, it was fun. Like it was, you know, you could tell they, it, it meant a lot to them. Um, there was something on the line and there was some energy out at Melissa, which is, was always nice to see. So uh had a great time covering that event. And, you know, like I said, there with the, with the prevalence of um the uh homeschooling up on the, on the rise, like, I think you're going to see more and more of this. Yeah. Um, and I think that's only going to only going to do, do good things for the baseball side of it. And, obviously hope hope to get to cover this event again in the future 
Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Like I was really impressed with, with the talent level and then a guy like Gertha in particular, like, you know, shout out to Navarro. I, I feel like that, that's one of the junior colleges in Texas. That's really doing, yeah. <laughs> excuse me, really doing a good job on the recruiting side. They're not the only one. Um, but you could tell those guys have been putting in the work and seeing guys and shaking some trees and stuff like that. I mean, Gertha looks like a, like a major potential impact guy um, yep. at the next level there uh, for sure. Um I uh, last week um, I went to see Rouse and Liberty Hill, um, two of the premier uh, 5A programs in Texas, uh, probably two of the consensus like top 20 teams um, in their state for the classification. I, I'd seen mm-hmm. Rouse um, prior to that when saw Oscar Salazar pitch and talked about him last podcast and got some good video on him, but really good game between Rouse and Liberty Hill. Um, Liberty Hill ended up taking it down. Uh, that big part was because of Blaze Milam, um, 2024 right-handed pitcher, a uh, guy that uh, we saw some in the summer playing for the Lone Star team. Uh, he can pitch, man. It's, you know, it's 80, 86, 88, can really sink it through a ton of strikes. Um, it's a, it's kind of a, uh, it's, it's a unique looking slider in that it's like the way his arm slot works. It kind of comes out overhand, but it's one of those ones that you can see the dot and it's a lot of vertical break, just kind of straight downward. And right. you can see the video. I mean, guys just kept swinging over the top of it. They just could not see it well. And he had a lot of confidence um, in throwing that pitch either for a strike or for burying it. Um, really, you know, showed a, a starter's pitch mix. Uh, but really, man, he just got rock and rolling, got in a groove, and just kept firing strikes for six innings and really did a good job. And then uh, um, Cade Newenshander. Sorry if I got that wrong, Cade, but uh, he's heading to blend. Two-way talent hits three-hole for those guys, but he came in to close. It was up to 89 miles an hour with a slider that missed bats as well, and I loved it because it was just like it gave up, uh, you know, a couple of weak hits, and then just he didn't flinch. It was just like just give me the ball, you know, get back on the mound, attacks with purpose, up-tempo. Um, he would definitely be a fan of the new pitch clock rules in Major League Baseball because he gets the ball, he toes the rubber, he's ready to go. He threw a lot of strikes. Um, strong kid. Kind of a compact physical frame, a lot of leg strength that you can see in the delivery helps him throw strikes. Um, you know, another guy, you know, speaking of junior college programs, been doing a really good job. Lynn, um, you can tell, I mean, they're having a heck of a season, but you can tell that they're really getting after on the recruiting side as well. I think he's going to help those guys in the future. Um, and then Carson Riley, who catches, um, excuse me, catches for Liberty Hill. Uh, I believe he's heading to, yeah, Mary Harden Baylor. Great get for those guys. Was really impressed with yeah. his at-bats, um, his receiving skill, keeping balls in front of him. Uh, I believe he had a, I think, like the notes, but I think he had a 1.9 in-game pop. And yeah. uh, um, it was it was a good video, too. Like, he knew it out of the hand, and he started heading back to the dugout and just kind of waved because uh, it was a perfect throw <laughs> right on the money there. But a, a guy that I think is going to be a, a really good catcher, um, and Mary Harden Baylor. Um, on the uncommitted side, Logan Dyer, 2023 center fielder, hit leadoff for those guys from the left side. Really good competitive at bats, uh, bat control, saw pitch as well, got deep into counts. Uh, but when he's when he swung at pitches, they were good pitches to swing at. You have a table setter guy for one of the better programs in Central Texas. Um, and then Cade Sharp, 2026 uh freshman, uh right-handed hitter. Uh, he's he's got a chance to be a, a major prospect. Um, you know, tall, kind of thin frame right now. Obviously, he's a freshman; he hasn't really filled out yet, but it's it's coming. 
And I really like the way the swing looked visually. Um, just a good right-handed swing, the paths he created, the barrel feel, um, what he was swinging at at an advanced level. Um, he's got a chance to be a, a really, really good player in the future. Um, and it's already up there for Liberty Hill doing some things. Um, switching back over to Rouse, um, Colin Correjo, who's heading to UTSA, pitched in that game against Liberty Hill. Um, two-way guy. He's a future hitter, I think, at UTSA. Um, tall, left-handed swing. I think he's got some juice that's going to come. Uh, he competed well on the mound. Um, was in the 85 pretty much the first three, four innings, sinking in a little bit, throwing the breaking ball first strike. Um, but uh, he, he's definitely got the next level. I think he's going to have a chance to hit um, at UTSA. And then Rainer Heinrich. 2024 second baseman um, kind of looks like a physical, like, like really good high school running back. I mean, strong, compact frame. Um, there was a video of him from last night's game um, hitting a home run that his third home run of the season. I had him down the line at three, eight, six from the right side. He can fly and he had an infield hit late in the game against Liberty Hill and he dove head first into the bag to beat it out. Uh, just a, a really intriguing player. Um, he's got some tools. He's got some bat speed. I know he's been having a heck of a season for those guys so far. Um, he can really impact the baseball to the pool side. Can really run. Uh, looks like a guy that's physically ready for college baseball already. Um, that's a guy I, I think some uh, – I believe he has an older brother that plays at, at the junior college level. But um, I think D1 programs in the region need to peek in on that because it's a really intriguing – um, tool set anytime you can run like that with that kind of physicality and, and that kind of juice um, that creates even though he's not that tall of the guy he, he's going to have a chance um, I haven't got to see him pitch yet unfortunately because he's kind of their closer but Lane the Miller who's heading to Houston um, impressive athlete physical can move well <laughs> I'm really excited to eventually see him on the mound because I, I've heard it's really electric um, Trey Schutler a 2024 right-handed pitcher who's uncommitted um undersized but don't let that fool you i mean he was up to i believe 85 86 of the game i was at um overhand breaking ball through strikes i know that he's thrown a lot of quality innings for those guys already and they really like him at rouse and then gavin silva another 2024 arm at at uh, at uh rouse that's been up to 87 miles an hour with some promising stuff as well so um two of the better teams for sure like they're, they're not just good teams they've got some legitimate college type talent as well obviously with some committed guys but some guys coming through the ranks there, um, they're going to have an opportunity to play at the next level. And I'm glad I went to because I feel like sometimes I get a little too fixated on the bigger classification schools. Not to say that, you know, these are small <laughs> schools. They're not. I mean, it's in, you know, Leander. That's that's a, you know, big suburb right. of Boston. Uh, but just sometimes like it's kind of like I always get to, like I got to the end of last year and I was like, man, it's just all Rouse and Liberty Hill and this and that. Um, so I was glad I was able to jump up there and uh, it worked out well seeing Blaze Milam. Saw Oscar Salazar the week before. Um, saw uh, Cade Neuschander come in to pitch and, and Reiner Heinrich, who was not even on my radar, really. Um, and really caught my attention right away. So uh, think, uh, definitely two programs that's a big I think his attention. dad, if I'm thinking of the right Heinrich. He may, he may have a dad or maybe it's an uncle that played at Texas. Okay. Um, oh, yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. I think so, you're right. Yeah. But yeah, he's going to have a chance, man. He's, you know, I did a double take looking down the stopwatch, but then you watch him move and it's like, yeah, it makes sense, man. He can really fly. Yeah. And Car Carson Riley, I remember he was a guy that we tried to get on the academic team. So um, good student. We were sharp with our yeah, academic so. picks. But yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. So going, going back to Friday for me, I went over and saw after the homeschool stuff, I went over and saw uh, Frisco Memorial and Frisco Independence. Um, that was my first look at either team. I'd seen a few of the players on uh, on both teams at different points, but um, good game. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it was it went into the uh, got a walk off in the bottom of the seventh from Independence, but really, really fun game. Uh, a little bit of back and forth, but um, on the Memorial side, uh, a handful of guys that stood out to me: Sonye Moses, uh, the second baseman, um, moves well controls the bat. I watched him kind of go over to the um go in front before the game roll the ball out to see how the balls would um spin on a bunt and sure enough he laid down a bunt later. Uh Spencer Cox shortstop. Um I liked his actions. He's a baseball player. Um you can tell he knows what he's doing. Braylon Watson senior um really good player. He had a uh let's see he had a double off wall um, there's some real athleticism there. He could run. Um, good player. Obviously, he knows what he's doing in the box. Hits three hole for a good team. Um, Sean Chester uh, hit the ball hard a couple of times. I think he had two doubles in the game. Uh, Reese Lunsford, uh, 5255 member. Um, a lot of tools there with him. He, he can really run. Uh, very twitchy. And um, he, had, he had a base hit, uh, an F7. But, man, like – he there was like solid contact like there's some the ball jumps off the bat um, i think he was the one at the um might have been the ubc scout day that ran like the super blazing 60 time if i remember yeah right. i think it was in this it was i believe it was in the six four so he's yeah. he's definitely a good athlete and um you know looked good on friday night uh braden smith academic guy yeah um he's we've known him as a catcher but he got up on the mound and started for memorial um and competed and like just you know attacked competed um gutted his way through it and then goes back behind the plate as soon as he comes out of pitching which isn't easy to do so no and then and and did a good job blocking some balls late in the game that could have led to some some pass balls and runs and uh, the game could have been over earlier if he hadn't been a wall back there but um so that was Memorial uh, on the independent side. Obviously, the headlining guy, big uh, big name for them is uh, Wyatt Sanford, mm-hmm. and um, hit the ball hard a couple of times. Got hit by a pitch and and, and walked. Uh, but man, he made some. He makes defense look easy. Um, just an elite defender. He made one incredible play, kind of diving backwards on a little pop five flare that was impressive. Um, uh, threw a guy out on a relay that was, you know, the footwork was right. Um, impressive arm strength, just like the way he, like the way he handles the ball, it's short. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on the mound, uh, Parker Hurley, um, started and went, I think he got six and two thirds maybe, um, but he competed, got out a senior. And on Tuesday, his younger brother, Carson Hurley, he started, and went complete game. So with those two guys throwing, if the if they throw every week, Tuesday and Friday, it's uh younger brother gets to show what he's got on Tuesday, and then big brother gets to come behind on Friday and see if he can top that outing. But I know they both had good outings last week. Um, but I thought that was cool. We got a 23, uh 23 arm on the mound, and then younger brothers are 26, um, who who Guess had some swing and miss because I think he had 10 Ks on oh. the Tuesday game. Obviously, I wasn't there, but 
but yeah, so an impressive outing there. And then uh, yesterday I went over to check out Allen and Rock Hill. Um, you know, our guy Chandler Hart uh, started for Allen. And, you know, what was impressive to me about him was that, you know, he, he got off to a tough start in the first inning, which I think he did another time when we were out there seeing him. Um, mm -hmm. It wasn't the game I was at, but, but man, when he settles in, like you better get to him early because if he settles in, you're, you're, you're not going to have much of a chance. Yeah. Um, but I mean, kind of the same story last night, he kind of pitched through it, felt his way through the first inning, um, got out of it, I think with one run um, and then went to work and it was over after that. So um, just a really, really impressive outing for him. You know, if you asked him, like he didn't seem to have a good feel for his breaking ball, but man, he, he, he adjusted and threw a bunch of really good changeups mm -hmm. uh, and change up at that level for a guy, his size and his age is really impressive, but we had him 80, 82 um, uh, on the changeup, uh, a couple 79 sprinkled in the breaking ball, uh, 76, 77, um, with a couple of 79s and then fastball the whole time was 86, 88. Um, and just, it's, it's a tough angle. It's not, you don't yeah. get a lot of clean, clean swings on him. Uh -uh. Um, you know, the, one of the hits in that first inning was, uh, from Rock Hill was off, you know, another big time freshman in the area, Josh Byers that we've written about and talked about yeah. quite a bit, but man like you know it was fun it was fun watching those two go head to head because you know that those two are arguably the best hitter and the best uh pitcher in that freshman class in the dfw area but mm -hmm. uh so it was fun to see those guys show up uh you know um showdown against each other uh and it was you know buyers had a couple good at bats on the day um but i just i like you can tell he's a baseball player yeah you know, just, yeah it comes naturally to him just the way he steps in the box, yeah. you know, he's got good feel. He hits three hole on a six, a team in, um, in Texas as mm -hmm. a freshman, like it's a loud statement. That, yeah. That's all you need to know. Mm -hmm. Um, and man, he can handle it. He played third base. I know he plays short. I know he catches, but played third base and the actions are right. You, I, I imagine you can just put him pretty much anywhere on the field and it's going to look good. Um, mm -hmm. let's see who else, uh, on the going back to the Allen side, uh, Brady Coe had a, a, a sack fly, um, and made a really good defensive play to end the game. Got a little, uh, got a little hairy at the end. They had some infield hits and got some guys on base and, uh, had the winning run on base. Um, and then a little tapper past the pitcher, he came in and, uh, made a throw on the run to get buyers who got out of the box pretty good on the play, but it was a big time play to end it. Um, and the pitch before it was kind of like the Arkansas dropping the pop fly in the national championship. Oh, geez. Last, would have been last out of the game. And the first baseman kind of got tangled up and, and dropped it. So, you know, it comes back and uh, Isaac Gamble came on to get the, get the save for Allen uh, through the last two innings. Um, but was impressed with him. That was, I, I've seen him a couple of times and I, I liked what I saw from him again last night uh Lathan Van Osdale he had a he crushed the ball that right that was a right fielder made a really good play on another Navarro guy and right yeah that's right yeah, yeah there's man. some doing a great job really good class um but you know we've talked about Lathan before and just he's a gamer yeah um, you know he's moments not too big he handles good pitching um but 
but yeah, he smoked that ball. Uh, Tate Green, uh, another guy that we talk about. He's a baseball player um, that I, I really like. You know, I know he can play middle infield. He plays third for Allen with with Brady Coe at short. But man, like you can just tell the defensive actions are there and the feel for the game and had him down the line, you know, four three on a ground ball. So that, you know that was that was good to see. Um, showed showed off speed a little bit. Um, but competitive game. Um, you know, you got had some good pitching kind of settle in, and there wasn't a whole lot of action outside of the first and seventh innings. But just a just a good baseball game uh, that was that I enjoyed watching. Um, and you know, it's it, two good teams. I mean, Rock Hill has been on, been on fire since our, since the five tool festival and they've been playing really well. So it was good to see, see them and get to see, um, uh, Chandler Hart up on the mound again. You know, like yeah. the, the impressive thing for me was it, it probably what, if he, if you asked him, he'd probably tell you it wasn't his best stuff, but he, mm-hmm. you know, kind of gutted his way through it and got outs and just competed. Yeah. Um, and that's what you like to see, you know, um, especially for, for a guy his age. Um, and so, yeah, there aren't many that. senior, there aren't many seniors with stuff who get that. I mean, to get that and under, be able to show that at a young age is, is a, is a really big deal. Um, no doubt. No doubt. Speaking of pitching and stuff, I spent last night, um, at Vista Ridge seeing Westwood and Vista Ridge, uh, big Hank Howard, a five tool favorite was on the mound for Vista Ridge and, for Westwood, it was Ridge Morgan, 2024 right-handed pitcher committed to Texas. And um, I'd seen Hank a few times already, but I was really excited to see Ridge because I saw him in the summer and it was a kind of a short outing, just, you know, summer pitch counts, tournaments, all those sorts of things. And um, came away really intrigued with his his outlook and his ability. And uh, both those guys are, are, are true two-way talents. Um, but both those guys, I think, are probably destined to be, you know, guys that will be on the mound. Um and starting with Ridge, um, it was it was impressive. Um, you know, once both these guys, once they kind of felt their way through and settled in about the second or third inning, um, we were kind of remarking that, like, man, like I don't think a ball's left the infield for like two or three innings. Like, not many hitting highlights to talk about when these two guys are on the mound. But Ridge is unique in that, like, it's it's a very heavy sinking fastball two seamer. I mean, if, if these guys are playing with wood bats, he would have broken a couple bats. I mean, it was getting on on guys' hands, but in typically when you see those guys, they can't throw different breaking balls. It's just typically a slider, uh, but he threw two. And once he got the feel for him, um, it was a true curveball around, you know, 70, 74. And then it was a true slider that he had a ton of confidence in maybe more of a slurve type shape, but a slider, um, up to around 77 miles an hour. And he had a lot of confidence in him. Um, he could spin him. Uh, it was it was impressive, like, spin rate and shape of the breaking stuff, two distinct ones. And he got a lot of lifts with him, uh, especially the slider. I mean, that was the go-to one, just racking up a lot of strikeouts with that pitch. Um, he had eight strikeouts in six innings, only gave up one earned run. He only needed 80 pitches to get through six innings, um, which was impressive. And then you mentioned it earlier, you know, the right-on-right change-ups. Um, Love to see those. Um, and he threw a bunch of them and they were good ones. Um, it looked like a low spin changeup. You know, one of those ones that like you you throw it with fastball conviction and it was around 77, 78 miles an hour. And it doesn't have that big break that you kind of see with, with the circle changes and the pronation and all that sort of stuff. It just kind of hit the brakes and it just kind of just died. 
uh, as it was getting to the plate. And uh, lefties definitely had a problem with it, but even righties too um, swung over the top of it a couple of times. And then in the final, I believe it was the sixth inning, um, I had him up to 91 in the sixth. I think it was about 85, 88 the whole game. And it made sense because the fastball started to flatten out. And um, I'd love to ask him if he just kind of changed the grip and just was looking for more velocity in that situation. Um, I got a 93 as well, but I don't think that was right because it was a ball that was put in play. Uh, But he was up to 91 miles an hour in his final inning and uh, really pitched, stayed within himself, threw a ton of strikes, kept his cool on the mound, feel his position well. Um, Just was a really, really impressive performance. Um, a, A guy that... Uh, I, I think he's destined for a really bright future on the mound. He, he's a he's a big time hitter for those guys um, as well. Uh, also for Westwood, a couple of guys that caught my eye: Caleb Moore playing center field was four one six down the line. Good athlete, uh, looked like he could really cover some ground out there in center field. And then Jackson Gula, an uncommitted senior, uh, played right field, hit leadoff for those guys. Really competitive, good at bats against Hank Howard. Um, comfortable in the box, knew what he was doing in there. Good, uh, good strike zone awareness. I like the swing. Um, it was, yeah. This this game didn't have. Um, there was some umpiring controversy that kind of worked both ways. And uh, Gula actually made a really good catch in right field, but one umpire initially initially said it was a catch, and the other one said it wasn't. And it was just a mass confusion. And Vista Ridge ended up scoring a run on the play. It was just kind of chaotic. But he covered some ground up there in right field and, and had some bright moments. Um, on the Vista Ridge side, Big Hank with the distance, complete game, um, gave up just one run, struck out eight. Um, and I, it, I, I like these types of starting pitchers because and I think that this you'd much rather have the guy that's kind of a slow burn and then builds his way up. And then once he gets going, the stuff is there as opposed to the, the guy that comes out firing and kind of loses his way midway through the outing. Um, but Hank was about 88, 91 early and then final innings. 92s. Uh, he bumped a 93 late in the outing as well. Really holding that velocity, really holding that stuff. Uh, the curveball was a weapon. I think it was the third inning. He struck out the side, and we we're like, okay, here it comes. And sure enough, man, he was just firing strikes um, the whole time. Had to kind of pitch around some some defensive issues at times, uh, but kept his cool, kept competing, kept throwing strikes, and uh, ended up getting the win there. Was really impressed with him. You know, he said he's he's not quite 100 percent um, kind of battling a little bit of a knee deal. And I was like, hey, you're still bumping 93 on a cold night uh, deep into the outing. So uh, that's impressive stuff. And he actually he had the big double late in the game off of Ridge Morgan that set up the the eventual go ahead run um, that scored with a, with a, a, a substitute runner stole uh, went for third third throw. We got by the third baseman. He scampered home to get the two to one lead there. But uh, really impressed with Hank in the outing that that he had. Um, Grandy Anderson, the junior, playing third base for those guys. He, he's fo- looked like a football player, kind of a linebacker actions, but uh, made a really good play defensively at third base, swung the bat well. Um, and then shout out to Cole Russum, uh, first baseman from Vista Ridge. Bases loaded, two outs, um, bottom, or excuse me, top of seventh inning. Ridge Morgan's up for uh, for Westwood um, after Westwood caught a break on a defensive play to, to load the bases. And uh, Ridge hit the ball. There's a lot of foul territory at Vista Ridge, and he hits one down deep down in the foul territory, down kind of between right and first base. And Cole Russell, man, goes after it over over the shoulder catch to end the game. It was a heck of a catch. Uh, the dugout just came firing out of there to go congratulating him. It was a really cool play um, and a cool moment in, in what turned out to be a really entertaining game. But 
Um, whenever you go show up to see what you think is going to be a pitcher's duel and you end up getting it, um, it's always a good feeling. And, and both those guys have a really, really bright future. Um, and are going to be tough to handle in their respective districts. And uh, uh, it was good to get some eyes again on Ridge and get to see Hank again. You know, I saw him against Sakura and he wasn't at his best. And I know he was kind of, you know, a little emotional, um, you know, after the loss of, of Jeff Onivers, who was kind of a mentor to him. Um, and then I, I went and saw the the Hank Howard I'm used to seeing last night. Uh, but Texas is getting a good one in Ridge Morgan. He could he could pitch, and I was really impressed with the way he spun multiple breaking balls. That was high level stuff. Yeah, I mean it's. I know Texas liked him, um, saw him a couple times, and mm-hmm. you know it. It's obvious why uh, when yeah. you get out and see him. So I mean, I he was a guy we, I. I the Hail Mary and tried to get him to, on the academic team, but yeah, um, man, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, we he, tried, he still, we tried, to, he was, we tried to sneak in a few ringers on there. <laughs> he, he was well, he he was uncommitted and academically fit the profile, so yeah. I, I gave it, I gave it a shot. But um, I know he had some stuff working in the background, so um, but yeah, I'm glad you got out to get out and see him. But um, yeah, it was no, good. Anytime was, you get arms like that, they could they're still carrying their stuff you know, fifth, sixth, seventh inning. It's, 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 it's really eye-opening for sure. Um, so it was, it was definitely fun to, to go out and, um, and see that, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, they're making some, some Houston trips in, in the future, but, um, felt really good getting out to the central Texas area and, and seeing, you know, pretty much all the best teams. I mean, between, um, Lake Travis and Westlake and, and Vista Ridge and Westwood and Liberty Hill and, and Rouse and, uh, kind of getting around there, seeing Dripping Springs already this year, um, as well, and certainly some other ones I need to get to, but um, I feel good about going around and, and covering those guys. But uh, it'll be it'll be big Zane Adams on on the mound Friday that I'm going to go down and see. So I'm really excited nice. to see him, a guy that's been creating some some buzz as one of the arms that might you know push his way up into the to that top tier that that uh, that pro scouts are going to be heavily um, heavily evaluating there. But well, that uh, I'm I'm coming off of Vegas. I um I hope I drafted a winner at the main event. Um, we'll see. It's uh uh for those of you who don't know, it's a National Fantasy Baseball Championship main event draft. They have live drafts in Vegas every year, fifteen team leagues, and uh, I went up there. And uh, it's crazy because pitching always gets pushed like way up the ranks. So like I had I went into the draft, think about five or six guys that I was prepared to draft, but higher than they've ever been drafted in a draft this year. Like you can go look at ADP and I went through and I said, okay, these guys, this was their men pick the, the earliest they've been drafted. I'm going to take them before that. Cause I love them. And like some guys, they just never made it to me. They went in even earlier than that, but um, it's fun to get, get, get to Vegas and do that. Um, big. Um, we're going to be rooting hard for Vladimir Guerrero jr. This year. He was my first round pick at pick 14. Same. Um, so we're going to be rooting hard for Vlad and, you know, I just can't like last year power was just so weird because of the balls and things like that. And I was like, I want to make sure I get a good power base, good batting average base in the first. Um, so I, I went with Vlad there, but a friend of the podcast, Max Muncie, we're going to, we're yeah. going to be big Max Muncie fans this year. I got, well, I got, I got sniped on him. I was two picks away from getting him and uh, it was I think the, I think the new shift pressure. rules are, are going to be kinder to yep. Max. I think he's going to have a big batting average boost there. But getting a cleanup hitter for the Dodgers, um, that's a that's a big deal. And multi eligibility, second base, third base, middle infield, corner infield, which which really matters as well. But 
Um, yeah, we'll see. It's a, uh, it's kind of like, you know, some people might just kind of chuckle at this, but like there, like there's, there is a hall of fame for, for fantasy baseball. And I think my draft, my league has three hall of famers in it. So uh, I was, uh, I was, I was in a, a, a room full of some sharps. So let's hope I wasn't the sucker um, at the draft you table. The chum? Yeah, I hope it was like, what's that saying about like, if you can't spot the sucker at the poker table, then you're the sucker. Well, I hope that I wasn't the sucker at, at the draft table. I don't think I was. There are a couple of guys that were kind of, you know, drafting players that had already been drafted or tried to and things like that. So I felt a little bit better about what I was doing, but um, it was a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, hopefully, hopefully drafted some winner there. But opening day on Thursday, college baseball is rocking and rolling. Um, looks like the Longhorns threw half their weekend rotation last night to get a midweek win at Texas A&M. Shows you how serious they are taking taking that that game down there in College Station. Uh, but college baseball has been it's been like LSU and everybody else so far. I don't know if you've seen the numbers Dylan Cruz has right now, but uh, dude, wow, <laughs> wow. When I when I turned. I, I mean, I saw it two weeks ago and I was like, okay, you know, early, you know, he's still hot, obviously, but like they're two weeks in the SEC play and he's still hitting five, like 540 something. Wow. Like, I, 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 I don't know if the last time I've seen anything like, yeah. So he's hitting 542, 667, and he's slugging 988. With 27 walks and 12 strikeouts, he's already hit nine homers, 10 doubles. What's the, scored, what's that? What's that OPS equate to? <laughs> 1.655. That that's that's stunning. Like I, I I don't know. And there's the other guy uh, at Florida who's already hit 17 homers or something like that this year. But Dylan Cruz, like he he was head, he head into this year as like the consensus favorite to go first overall in the draft but there are still some you know like you know okay how much is he swinging miss you know like like what what does that look like and things like that well he's removed any doubt who is the uh who's the best prospect um in the draft um this year and heck man if he wasn't having the year we'd be having we've been talking about paul skeens maybe going number one overall with the way he's He's throwing the baseball yeah. at LSU, but college baseball right now kind of seems like LSU and the rest of the pack. Everybody just kind of being a little bit up and down and trying to find their way and, and things like that. So um, we'll see. That kind of makes it a little bit more exciting. I mean, this is how we were talking about Tennessee and college baseball last year. That's right. Um, and we saw what happened there as well. But exciting times. High school district plays rocking and rolling. Uh, opening day on Thursday. Do you have any any bold Major League Baseball predictions or – are, are are your Rangers going to be playoff bound this year with with their heavy investment into the rotation? I I would have faith if I thought that Degrom was going to stay healthy for the entire yeah. year. See, I had a chance um, to take him in the second round, and I just I can never pull the trigger. I just can't. Yeah, yeah. No, I I I, I share that with you. Um, I I want to believe. I did get. I did get. Uh, Seager is my shortstop, so yeah, that's good. I'm excited. About He's that. probably the poster child for should benefit from the shift rule changes the most, like his bat of ball profile and stuff. Like it could, he's probably going to be back to being a 300 hitter again. Okay, well, let's uh hope you're right. Yeah, yeah, I need that. I need that in my offense. Um, 
But yeah, see, I, I don't know. I don't know if the Astros are vulnerable, but like, you know, Altuve being out a couple months and um, McCullers is still kind of slowed, and Hunter Brown had a little bit of an issue in spring training, and you know they lose Verlander and Jordan's kind of had the hand thing. Like, I don't know. I I don't I don't I, I still think they're the favorite to win the division, but you know. Maybe coming off that World Series, maybe they're a little bit more vulnerable than we've seen um, in recent seasons, just the kind of injuries and things like that. I don't know if that opens the door for anybody in that division. Seattle's going to be good. The Angels should be better. Rangers should be better. But we'll see. Might be a little bit more exciting um, AL West than we've been used to seeing um, the last couple of years. So, well, well, that about wraps us yeah. up. Uh, thanks for tuning in to episode 107 of the Five Tool Podcast. Thanks to Ryan Brewer for jumping on. Um, and give us some great notes about the state of Oklahoma. Seen a lot of big time programs up there, and he's actually heading up there again later this week to go see some more programs. Um, so yeah, we got he had some great video coverage as well. Again, if you if you miss any of that, go to fivetool.org or also look at our, our five tool Oklahoma page on Twitter. Uh, but fivetool.org remains our home for everything we do coverage wise every video, every story, every podcast, everything we we do covering high school baseball ends up there and we strongly recommend that you go check it out. And especially if you're a player, uh, we really, really recommend uh, looking into our premium player profiles. And um, because I mean, I see so many home videos taken at games, like get a premium profile, get that on your, your profile page and you can fire that thing off to any coach or anybody um, that you want to share it with. And we just kind of house those videos for you on your profile page there. So go check that out. But um, you got swimming tonight. So good luck um sounds like some chicken nuggets in your future um get anything else before we jump out of here uh no i don't um no i don't that's all i do baseball baseball and and drive little kids around to their (laughs) activities so yeah well Well, yeah drive 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 little kids one of which is doing activities yeah other just hangs out Next time we record, I will have a three-year-old, which kind of is mind-blowing because Jack Ooh. turns two. The Jack turns three on Sunday, which is man, it's uh, it's starting to feel starting to feel like a a boy and not a baby anymore. Which which is uh, yeah, I have to start getting used to that. So <laughs> uh, yeah, we've got we've got a birthday party planned for him this weekend. Car wash theme. He's obsessed with car washes, so we've got okay. a little car wash theme birthday party there, but. All right. Well, that wraps us up. Thanks for tuning in and listening. Follow the podcast at 5 Tool Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, And until we talk to you next time, take care.